The topic of today's episode is about being bold in nursing. Bold can sure sound scary, but maybe it's exactly what we need to serve our patients. And to record this episode, we tried something bold and recorded live at the 2023 Cleveland Clinic Nursing Leadership Summit. Hi, and welcome to Nurse Essentials, a Cleveland Clinic podcast where we discuss all things nursing, from patient care to advancing your career to navigating tough on-the-job issues. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Carol Pahatsky, Associate Chief Nursing Officer of Surgical Services Nursing. <laughs> Our topic for today is how we as nurses and nurse leaders should and must be bold moving forward. And in reflecting on today's topic, I've been thinking about the various names we are called as nurses. There have been times as a bedside nurse I was called an angel, but it wasn't because of my bedside manner, it's because I was wearing all white and my post-surgical patients weren't exactly sure where they were. Other times I've been called a friend, hopefully, a colleague, a mentor, maybe even a role model. And some less kindly names that I would not choose to repeat in front of this crowd, perhaps but I don't know that I've been ever called bold. And in this day and age of nursing where the problems are just getting more complex and none of the answers are easy, how can we, each of us, find the courage to be bold? And how do we encourage those around of us to take bold steps to try something new? I'm delighted to be joining you today for our first live recording at the 15th annual Cleveland Clinic Nursing Leadership Summit. <laughs> That's right. I'm joined by four of our tremendously talented nurse leaders from across the organization who are out there doing bold things. Welcome, ladies. We're so happy to have you join us to share some experiences with us. So first, I'm thrilled to introduce you to Dr. Barb Zinner. Barb is a chief nursing officer at Cleveland Clinic Marymount Hospital. Welcome. Thank you. At Marymount Hospital, you and your team are doing some really bold things around the model of care and delivering care to patients differently. So could you share with us a little bit about where that idea came from, how you recruit other people into that vision, and where it's at right now? Absolutely. It's something I love to talk about is med surge nursing. Mm -hmm. First off, med surge nursing is a specialty, and that's a... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and Carol, mark that down. I think that's I a topic for another podcast. That's right. Uh, no, advocating no, for med surge. There so, you go. First off. Being bold does not mean you need to do this solo or singularly. Mm -hmm. And I am blessed that I have a partner, Nalita Ayupa. Where are you, Nalita? She has been wonderful <laughs> partnering with me. She brings a different way of thinking mm -hmm. and very innovatively. And we have done great things. We've also expanded it to a wonderful team. Okay. These are med surge nurse leaders who also are passionate about med surge. And they bring, again, innovativeness reality to how are we going to accomplish this goal. Mm -hmm. So we were asked to create a model of care, to sustain a model of care that equally takes care of patients and equally engages caregivers. Sure. They have to be both in sync with Absolutely. each other. You all know why we're focusing on med surge, because we know that the nursing shortage that's here, it's not going away, mm -hmm. and we know it's even worse for med surge. Yeah, for so sure. we have to take some time and put attention to this. Mm -hmm. And who better being bold than us that's to right. say, this is on us. Mm -hmm. This is on us to take a look at, to fix, because our brilliant minds collectively and individually, we can take care of this. Mm -hmm. So with that said, what have we done? We've stepped up to say, this is on us. So this group gets together and they came up with a model of care delivery. Okay. 
very similar to team nursing, for those of you who remember team nursing. That which is old is new again. (laughs) Right, old is new, and it's working. Mm -hmm. So we paired up an RN with their very own PCNA. Okay. They are a team together. We've added additional resources, a charge nurse, as well as we've added a throughput nurse. And we've made sure that nursing does nursing roles. And Mm. Matt's life has really helped us Mm -hmm. make sure that we are doing (laughs) nursing. So thank you, Matt. (laughs) Still more work to come. Sure. But I have to tell you, shout out to the two nurse managers that stepped up. Mm. Danielle Duras from Hillcrest Mm -hmm. and Mallory Sofakov. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. And Mallory Sovacall from Marymount, she mm-hmm. can't be here today, mm-hmm. but with some backup from Vince Thompson, go ahead, give him a shout All out. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And they stepped up and said, let's pilot this. Right. So Marymount's been doing this pilot since September 12th. Oh, okay. Mandy Tessa, our new director, has come on board and mm-hmm. taken it over. We're going to add another unit November 1st. Right. And it has gone extremely well. Excellent. How we know it's going well, mm. here's some really quick outcomes. Caregivers, days and nights are getting breaks. Hey, uh, yeah, it's simple yes. but powerful, right? That's and air food water. We have caregivers asking to pick up shifts on these units. That's fantastic. Because the teamwork sure. and caring for the patients is just so apparent. So, more work to come. Sure. Shout out again to those two nurse managers mm-hmm. who are bold in themselves. That's they right. They went out and explained it to their caregivers. They didn't want anybody else explaining it. Hmm. And that they listened, yeah. they owned it. They listened. They're visible. And we've actually tweaked the pilot due to the feedback we've gotten from the caregivers. Excellent. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Next, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Susan Clark. Susan is the Chief Nursing Officer of our Cleveland Clinic Martin Health System in lovely Florida. She is joining us live in less than lovely Cleveland today, but we're so glad to have you here. Susan, certainly, as Barb mentioned as well, the nursing shortage isn't just a Cleveland Clinic issue. It's not an Ohio issue. It's absolutely nationwide. Can you share a little bit with us about how you and your team have taken a bold and yet different approach to recruitment and reach out to caregivers and agency resources? Yeah, well, first I'll start off and say, you know, when I was asked to do this and asked about being bold, I was taken back because, you know, in the last several years, it's felt more like desperation. You know, we've had trying to figure out how we were going to staff and how we were going to, you know, lessen the amount of agency we're using in our walls. Mm -hmm. You mentioned team, and I wish I could have the team up here with me now because it was them. And we got together at one point, being three hospitals, we had well over 300 plus, you know, agency within our walls. And so we took a list of all of them, and we divided up and we just said, let's go out and make personal connections Mm -hmm. with each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. And the managers were very helpful because they were able to tell us if they met Cleveland Clinic values and would be Mm -hmm. great to join our family. And we did all levels of leadership, boots on the ground, and talked about what the organization had to offer them. Which is a lot. And at times, (laughs) they weren't ready to stop traveling yet. hey, why not, will you sit down and talk to a recruiter? I can get you on with a recruiter right now. Mm -hmm. So that they could hear, because at some point they do stop moving around and traveling (laughs) and settle down, that they know what's there for them. So that was very helpful. We also partnered with our colleagues here in Ohio and introduced what we call the long-term assignments, which we did not have in Florida at the time. That really enhanced our ability to turn over the agency into our own caregivers. 
So since we've been implementing that, we've dropped our agency 85% since last summer. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Matt, 85%. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's a different world, and it was the team, staffing operations, talent acquisition. It had sure. to be everyone working together to be able, to, in that moment, to get them to hear what we have to offer. The support, I have wonderful leadership also in the Florida region mm -hmm. and up here, and we couldn't have done it without that support. So kudos to the team, and we're glad to have those agency. We're, we're gonna start in the ORs next. Let's, let's do it, yes. <laughs> those, are, those are our only ones left. We'll get there. Thank you so much. Next, I'm delighted to introduce you to Terry Murray. Terry is the Chief Nursing Officer at South Point Hospital, so we're gonna switch gears a little bit, and you and your team have done such amazing things, bold things, in terms of outreach to the community that you serve. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to take this one on. I think when we talk about going bold for the community, I think we really put in our hearts that we have a commitment and a responsibility to humanity. And that humanity puts our feet flat on the ground and where we work towards improving the lives of the people we serve. I think it's really a cool thing, and I don't think it's common, but I think we have a wonderful leadership that has connected us to the community and set us on that responsibility. Dr. Mihaljevic with lead abatement, infant mortality, to name a few. It is incredible. And when I'm looking around the room and I think of all the years of the nursing experience in here and how we've honed our craft to be professional nurses and how we've taken such pride to take care of patients, mm -hmm. we're excellent at taking care of patients when we trap them behind the side rails. We're very, very good at that in our spaces. We are mean with a care plan. We do, we put it together and we care for patients. However, disease is insidious, right? Mm -hmm. Mostly in the community and mostly in chronic disease. Mm -hmm. And we have to take that responsibility to look at that. I had the opportunity to work with some residents and one of the questions that was asked was, what is the number one thing that's gonna cause your death if you have breast cancer? And they were resounding in saying zip code. And that is, oh. it, that is extremely grounding. And in the zip code I serve, and we serve my team, our patients will die 16 to 18 years before those in surrounding zip codes, and that's just mm. the area of deprivation index, and that's a true story. And what we look at when we see that, it's things like food insecurity, mm. education insecurity, lack of resources, lack of education, all of those things tie into that. And if that doesn't put our feet straight to purpose, right. I don't know what does, and, and we're good at that. And Kelly did say, and Meredith and I took great wisdom in that, that there is so much power and influence in this room. Mm. And that's where we have to bring our influence. And that's what we do. Our team goes out, and we started out with delivering 140 boxes of food, partnering with our food bank. We're up oh, to wonderful. 480 boxes of food, and it's twice a month. Oh my There's quite a need in society, also doing digital virtual expansion partnering with our schools, partnering with our civic leaders, trying to find out how nursing could get at those tables to help at that grassroots level to really understand how we can make the lives of our patients better. So thank you team at South Point. It's a team effort. The team at South Point is incredibly focused mm -hmm. on this, knowing that our patients suffer in this way and we're very aware of it and we are out there and doing things to try to improve humanity on that level. It's amazing, thank you. And last but most certainly not least, it's my pleasure to welcome Mary Beth Thoburn. Mary Beth is the Chief Nursing Officer at Fairview Hospital. Mary Beth, you are so passionate about leadership development. Mm -hmm. 
So can you share with us a little bit about how you encourage your leaders, A, to be bold, or B, how to help their teams be courageous and take bold steps? Well, I hope I lead by example. Mm -hmm. Throughout my career, I've lived by the motto, beg forgiveness. <laughs> For the most part, it's served me well. Once in a while, it does backfire. But all kidding aside, there's a difference between thoughtful, bold, and reckless bold. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And so when we have great ideas, and we do have great mm -hmm. ideas, I know no greater group of problem solvers than nurses. Absolutely. We talk about them, and we talk about what are we trying to accomplish? How is it consistent with our goals and our mission? Who needs to be involved? But most importantly, what's the worst that can happen if we do this? Mm. And right. as we yeah. talk through those things, we create energy and passion and more great ideas about maybe we can actually pull this off. And I think it's energizing, yeah, both in individual levels and in group levels. So that's what we encourage. There you go. And, and what's the worst that could happen if we don't do something? Exactly. Right? Excellent. Well, ladies, thank you. We're going to open up to some other questions here that I'd love to hear you chime in on. So bold doesn't always equal successful. <laughs> that thoughtful versus reckless, perhaps. When in your career have you made a bold move that didn't quite pan out as expected? How did you course correct or how did it help inform you as a leader? So that makes me think back to when I applied for a position many years ago. I was applying to be an inpatient director and I didn't get the position. Mm. And I think many of us have gone through that and yeah. <laughs> the feelings you get. Sure. And I thought for sure this, I was mm -hmm. going to get this position, right? And I shut down, like, and I recognized a change in myself. And for two solid weeks, I really was just different. Mm, I was sure. in that funk. And then I said to myself, okay, I've, I've got to shift. Mm -hmm. And only I can control that. No one did this to me. And I still had a team that I had to take care well, of. Well, yeah. <laughs> and support. So then I shifted that. And to be honest, it wasn't long after that we had decided to build another hospital. And so a different opportunity came up. And I got to go open a brand new hospital, which is an opportunity, like, it's just incredible. And I didn't know how to do that, but we figured it out. We did it together. <laughs> right. And I think back, and I, you know, if I would have stayed in that funk, or if I would have gotten that other position. Sure. So my words of wisdom here are just, don't give up, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to. In the moment, you want to. You don't feel like you're successful, but flip that head around and just keep at it because other opportunities can come up. And now I'm a CNO. So. Well, look at you now, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it can work. That's right. It can work out. Well, thank you for sharing such a personal story. We really yeah, appreciate it. So on that same theme, sometimes you have a really great, bold idea and maybe the timing isn't quite right. Any other tips for people in terms of you've gotten to this place, you know it's a great idea, how do you sort of get through that? What do you do with that? I think it's important for all of us to remember life is not a straight line. <laughs> That's for sure. And sometimes it's not that the idea isn't good or right. It's just not the right time. Mm -hmm. I think that's where resilience is important for sure. in yeah. recognizing mm -hmm. the answer today may be no, 
but no is not synonymous with never. Mm. It's just not now. And looking for opportunities in the future to kind of nudge again, kind of encourage it, raise the issue. And again, I think we're good at it. I think we're good at knowing, okay, maybe now's not the time. <laughs> but to Susan's point, there will be another opportunity. Yeah. Let's try again and let's keep moving. A great idea whose time has not yet come. Thank you, Mary Beth. You know, Carol, yeah. I can add to that. Please. I truly believe that whatever we decide to do, and I think Mary Beth, someone already said it, it has to be in line with our mission and our OKRs. Well, it has to be. Yeah. And mm -hmm. If it's not, then it's, it's going to be more difficult. Mm -hmm. And I truly also believe partner with someone who has your passion. Mm -hmm. It just makes it so much easier for you to build your own confidence when you have somebody to work side by side with. Thanks, Barb. So building on that theme a bit, you have a great idea. You have a bold idea. How do you recruit other people into that vision and help get them excited too? We've, we've all talked about the teamwork that, that you need to execute it. How do you get that started? I think it's important to really get people positioned into the why and get their motivation. Use the teams that are on the ground. It's not always have to be your idea. Shared governance is a powerful tool Absolutely. to use to get nurses excited about ideas and excited about taking risks and excited about bringing forward their ideas. And tell your stories. I think you may not always be successful, but you tell your story. You say, this is what can happen. What could be the worst that happens? And let's give this a try. Excellent. Thank you, Terry. So we all have day jobs, everybody in this room, right? <laughs> so sometimes it turns into... I have this bold idea, or I'm a manager with a bold idea. I have lots of other things I have going on. How do you find that balance with either helping somebody with that idea or helping it bloom while also maintaining those really important commitments? You don't want to shortchange any of them, of course. What do you, what do you say to that? I think at Marymount, I am very, very blessed that I have wonderful leaders in the director level and the nurse manager level that they are doing that work so that I can be freed up, to, whether it was to work with the Progressive Care Unit step-down project mm -hmm. or the Model of Care project. So coach and mentor those so that they can also do the work so that you can, as a leader, get freed up to do other things. And that's what gets me excited. Sure. I enjoy meeting so many other of you and working with so many other directors from other different hospitals. Mm -hmm. So really build your bank strength so that you can do others and then have your bench strength reach out and get involved in other projects also. And it's a great opportunity for them as well. Mm -hmm. Excellent, thank you. So someone says, I wouldn't know the first thing about being bold, or how do, you, how do you get over the fear? What would you say to somebody who just is having a hard time taking that first step? I think talking through the idea, why it's important, and then really getting down to what are you afraid of? What's, what's the worst that can happen? I think most nurses I know are very value-driven, and when they have an idea, it's because it's really important to who they are as people and who they are as nurses mm. and what they feel their obligation to their patients and their community is. So focusing on that and saying, okay, let's step through this. What could happen? What are you worried about? What's your worst fear? And then once you understand that, you really need to build in the support to say you are surrounded by a team of people who are walking with We're you. Nurses. We never go it alone. We're we always never surrounding go alone. ourselves. Yeah. And providing that encouragement, sometimes true support in either resources. You know, I role play a lot with people. Oh, okay, okay, let's have the conversation. 
What does it look like? What does it sound like? Yeah. What do you anticipate? And really providing the moral support. And then last but not least, acknowledging not just success, but the trying. You, mm. you put yourself out there. What a great thing you've done. And just rewarding that behavior. Celebrating each little step, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yep. And I think our speaker earlier mm-hmm. said it, you know, 91% of what yep. you worry about isn't going to happen. So right. it is just getting out there and giving it a try. And, you know, like I share with a lot of my team is a lot of the best learning experiences I have is because I made a mistake the first time, right? So you just take it, you learn from it, and move forward. And know you're not alone. We're always a team. You're never alone out there. And we've all felt that way and Mm -hmm. gone through those same emotions and nerves and all of that. So give it a shot. And what would happen if we weren't bold? Excellent. Well, I could ask these ladies questions all day, but unfortunately, we do have to start wrapping it up. So with each podcast episode, we do a little speed round at the end to try to let our audience know a little bit more about each of you. You get off the hook, you only get one question, but you'll all get the same question. Could you please share with our audience what brings you joy? I can absolutely say being a nurse and nurse leader continues to bring me joy. My family, traveling, and I would be completely remiss if I didn't say my Florida State Seminoles are bringing me a lot of joy this season. (laughs) Got some fans out there too. I think for me, just being here has been, you know, pretty exciting. And I thought about this as far as joy. The you had joy, some joy that I, last night. Yeah, I do have joy that I made it here, and I look halfway decent after coming home after the Eagles concert at 1:45 in the morning. <laughs> you still so, have it in you. She didn't even lose her voice. She did good. <laughs> I think that you know the joy is really the hope that I see here. There's so many mm. leaders here that I've had the opportunity to be mentored by and hopefully had the opportunity to mentor. And I feel like there's much hope and there's much power and there's much, much for us to do, but we have a really bright future. And I have a granddaughter who I cannot not mention even though, you know, because she's my heart. So those are things that are important to me. I've learned to find joy in the little things we accomplish every day. I think when we think about joy, we're always looking for the big wins. And it's really the little ones, Mm. the little things that work well each and every day. I am in awe at some of the things our caregivers accomplish in less than optimal circumstances in every way. Outside of my professional life, my family, I love to cook. I love my grand dogs. I love my future grandchildren. No pressure, newly married daughters. It's also been recorded. Feel free to play this episode to whomever needs to hear that. And I will, thank you. (laughs) Personally, I find joy in my family and my faith and jigsaw puzzles. Oh, okay. Saturday night, I cannot go to sleep until I get that last piece. That's your thing. Right. All right. Professionally, I find joy in my colleagues, all of you here, and especially to my birthday buddy. Birthday twin. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. And we wouldn't have known that if we hadn't been part of a different leadership summit. So there you go. Well, ladies, beautifully said, I can't thank each of you enough for sharing your wisdom with us today. And thank you to the Cleveland Clinic Nursing Leadership Summit for allowing us to be part of this great event. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. All right. As always, thanks so much for joining us for today's discussion. Don't miss out. Subscribe to hear new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we want to hear from you. Do you have ideas for future podcasts or want to share your stories? 
Email us at nurseessentials at ccf.org. To learn more about nursing at Cleveland Clinic, please check us out at clevelandclinic.org slash nursing. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or legal advice. Consult your local state boards of nursing for any specific practice questions.